Hi, I'm Shay. And I'm Lily. We are so happy that you're here. Here at HBC, we believe that we can dream big because we serve a big God. And it doesn't matter what your past may look like, you still have a bright future. So open up your heart and receive. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter and the first verse. I believe there's certain things that we should not give up on. And one of those things is our purpose, our destiny, our calling. High Praises Church is called, first and foremost, to be a church where it doesn't matter what you look like, act like, smell like, or talk like. You're welcome. High Praises Church is called to be a church where the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing, and that is the love of Jesus. This November, we will celebrate 25 years of being a church, and I can promise you today, we still have a reputation of welcoming people. Somebody said, have you changed? Oh, yeah, we've got much better at it. We've changed a lot. We've got much better at it. Because you can say you're called to something until you face something you've never faced before, and then you de or it's determined whether or not you're really called for it or not. Because <laughs> I've wanted to quit a time or two. But it's not quitting on what I want to do because this ain't what I wanted to do if I'm being honest with you I didn't grow up wanting to be a preacher I grew up wanting to be a musician well I am a musician but I'm called to be a preacher and I have had the most fulfilled life over the last 25 years not because that I've always done what I wanted but because I'm doing what I'm called to do <laughs> amen and so the main thing that we've been called to do is to love people unconditionally and accept anyone that walks through the doors. Not because we agree with them and not because they agree with us, but just because they're human beings that God created, we will love them. We will be kind to them. Amen? The other thing that we've been called to do, and this has been a, a progressive call. This has been a call that, to be honest with you, I didn't really realize this for the first several years of, of ministry. And then one day I had the audacity to go to my office and say, God, this is, I want to know specifically what I'm supposed to be preaching specifically what I'm supposed to be teaching. We're loving people. We're seeing people get saved. We're doing all this stuff. But, what specifically am I to do? And he told me, if you ever think you don't know what God wants, it's because you probably haven't asked him. And if you have asked him and you hadn't heard yet, just keep standing. Because he said he would answer you. Has anybody asked a question ever to your boss or your parents or your spouse? And you go, okay, I asked the question. And sometimes they say, I'll get back to you. And you trust them, you know they will. You can trust God. If you don't hear the answer immediately, be assured He will answer you. But when He answered me, He said, teach people to dream and live by faith. 
And so, since 2013, I've probably preached more messages with the title faith, with the word faith in the title, than any other thing. And today, I don't want to let you down. I want to talk about how faith paves a road for your future. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I want to go to the, the Passion Translation. If you'll go ahead and bring the Passion Translation up. It says, Now faith brings our hope into reality. Keep it up there for just one second. Faith brings our hope. What is our hope? Our hope is what we aspire to get. I hope that I'll be healed. Faith is the reality and faith brings our hope into reality and it becomes, go ahead, the foundation needed to acquire things that we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. So today, if you are believing for God for something, and I totally agree with what Andy said up here, you have to believe God and stand in faith today before you can ever walk into the future by faith. But I believe that there's people that are probably waiting on the future to come. And the future is already there waiting on you to show up. And it takes a belief and a confidence that there's a path or a pavement to walk on. And that's what faith is. Faith plays a crucial role in our lives as believers, not only in our present circumstances, but also in shaping our future into what God said it would be. First of all, if we are believing for the future, we ought to make sure that our future is crafted by the creator of the universe. What are you believing for? You believing for your own business? Hey, that's God's word. He said that I would that you'd prosper and be in health even as you're so prosperous. He said that, that you could have the desire of your heart. Now, And see, that, that one makes people nervous too. And that's why I love to talk about it. Because, not because I'm trying to make people mad, but because if your flesh is getting nervous, that means you've got to get that flesh conditioned to believe what the word of God says. And the word of God says in the book of Psalms, if you will commit yourself to him, basically, that he will give you the desire of your heart. He says in Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. What does all mean? Just what it says. All. So faith not only plays a crucial part in your walking in today, because I know some of y'all walking into some stuff today. You're walking through some stuff today. Maybe you have had to deal with a, a sickness, and you're walking through that. But guess what? Keep walking. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, keep walking. And maybe they need somebody to walk with them. Tell them, I'll walk with you. Come on, somebody. We are not meant to do life by ourselves. We're not meant to live in a scared place because here's what happens. When we give up on believing for more, we will end up compromising where we are today. 
I've got four things I want to give you. Number one, embrace God's promises. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans and thoughts I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Faith enables us to embrace God's promises for our life. Faith gives us the ability to see what God has for us without compromising who we are to get it. You do not have to compromise in your walk with God to be socially accepted. If you ever thought it was sin, why is it not sin today? Oh, I know. Nobody likes me talking. You like when to talk about, yay, 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 faith, faith, faith. Faith is hindered by sin. And if it is, if it is compromise, it's not... You know what? I'm going to say this. I don't think God is sitting up in heaven with his spiritual 30 out 6 going, okay, I got a beat on them. I got a beat on them. Oh, oh, oh. They're about to, oh, they're about to, oh, oh. That ain't what God's doing. What, what sin does, it deteriorates our ability on the inside because it produces shame. You say, I'm not ashamed of what I do. I'm not ashamed of what I do. Okay, maybe you aren't now, but was you the first time you did it? Because your conscience can become seared, you know. Embracing God's promises, even when the future seems uncertain, we can trust in God's faithfulness and His plans for our well-being. When we put our confidence in His promises, we can move forward with assurance, knowing that His plans for our future are good. How many is ready to embrace God's promises? Faith paves a, a, a path to our future by overcoming fear and doubt. Matthew 17, 20. He told them, it was because of your lack of faith. I promise you, if you have faith inside of you, no bigger than the size of, the, of a small mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move away from here and go over there and you will see it move there nothing there is nothing you couldn't do okay faith gives us the power to overcome fear and doubt that can hinder your progress fear will paralyze you doubt will stifle your growth your ability to believe if you doubt at all, you will doubt the, the miracles that God wants to do in your life. Do you understand? It's a miracle for some of us to own our own home and not owe anything on it. It's a miracle. We talk about miracles, and I believe sometimes in society today, we turn our ears off when we say miracles because we have been just taught for so long that, you know, the impossible, yeah, it's out there. But, but people talk about things and we don't see it happen, so therefore we start to doubt. Just because you don't see it with your eyes, don't doubt what the Word of God says. But if you want to see miracles, look at me. I'm a miracle. I'm a miracle today because I was born with a hole in my heart called a heart murmur. And then at about eight years old, I remember the doctor looking at my mama saying, That hole is completely closed up. Thank you, Jesus. I'm a miracle because at the age of 
six months, I think it was. I don't, I don't know if there's anybody old enough to remember, but does anybody ever remember living in a house with a floor furnace? Now, for those of y'all that don't know what a floor furnace is, they would take a very prime piece of your living room, a very walked-in area, and put this big hole, and they would drop this furnace. Usually, in our house, it was it was uh, um, given gas. We had natural gas, so you know how much hotter the heat is. It would actually have a flame down in there, and it would heat up, and it would radiate heat through the whole house. Whoever come up with that? So thank God for your central heating and air. Because I grew up in a house with a floor furnace. I was about six months old and I was pushing on that floor furnace and the front two uh, rollers of my walker got down in that furnace and I pushed myself over, you know, because I'm an overcomer. <laughs> Somebody got my joke. And when they picked me up, excuse me for the grossness, but this part of the skin just covered my mouth, just fell over. And they pushed it back up, took me, and I've still got scars. I've got scars on my hands. I've got scars on my face. Under my beard, it's like a, a tic-tac-toe board right there. I've got scars because I was on that furnace. At 17, my dad passed away. My mom felt insignificant to live in Tennessee anymore, so she had to go back to West Virginia. And I can remember going to the, the, the refrigerator literally having a jar of pickles being so excited because it was in the winter time I was a musician at that time in 1987 everything closed down in Pigeon Forge there was no all year long shows like they are today and I was just didn't have anything didn't have any family in, in Tennessee and I went and there was a jar of pickles I found that jar of pickles I was so excited and they had mold on them you say, did that really happen? You know the reason I don't care to tell those stories over and over? Because they really did happen. It's my testimony. If you, if you get tired of hearing it, that's okay. Tell your testimony. But God has brought me so far. When LaDonna and I first got married, we literally would go to the Hardee's that is no longer a Hardee's in Midland buy one hamburger because that's all we had a, a money to buy and to ration out our money so we'd have something every day. Have one hamburger and drink water. And split that hamburger. And today, I'm not bragging, but I'm thankful that my house here in Maryville is paid for. I have a house in Nashville that I'm able to have for my son to live in right now. I have more cars than I can drive at once. And is it because that I'm somebody special. I promise you, I've worked hard. We had a daycare center. I worked in that daycare center. They, in, early in my, my married life, I've had several jobs at one time. My point is, I should not be where I am. Am I where a lot of people already are? No. But I'm thankful for where I am. I'm a miracle. What has God done for you? See, I believe if we look at the scripture and we see what it says, he said, 
It was because of your lack of faith. I promise you, if you have faith inside of you no bigger than the size of a mustard seed, if you will have the faith that God gave you because it says in the Word that He gave every person the measure of faith, you have enough. I said, you have enough. Touch your neighbor and tell him, you have enough. And listen, by stepping out in faith, we can conquer our fears of defeat and move forward with confidence knowing that nothing, nothing is impossible with God. I shared this last week. I'm going to share it again. I don't go to church because I'm a preacher. I've gone to church my whole life. When I was living, I always tell everybody I was Baptist till I was six or nine, and I was Church of God from nine to 17, complete heathen. I still went to church in my heathen days, y'all. I've always gone to church. So I don't do what I do because of who my position. I believe that I'm in the position because I've always done what I'm doing. And that's just trusting God. I'm not talking about the preaching thing. I'm talking about trusting God. You can overcome fear and doubt. Third thing. Seek God's guidance. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in. Rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on to your own understanding, your insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize Him, and He will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. Faith gives us the privilege of using God's guidance for our future and not be limited to just our ability. Instead of relying on solely and completely on your limited understanding trust in God's wisdom trust in God's direction through prayer and a surrendered heart we invite God into the decision making process I don't buy a car unless I pray about it I don't buy a house unless I pray about it I don't buy any I don't buy anything of any significance without praying about it and really I could say I don't buy anything without praying about it because I get up every day and say God every decision I make let you I want to let you guide them with faith in the word and God is our guide, we can navigate the uncertainties of the future with confidence and clarity. The last thing today, stepping into God paves the way with our faith and we're able to walk into our future and we can do it. We can step into God-given opportunities. Listen, you can call it fluff, you can call it whatever. There are books in this in this room that have not yet been written. There are businesses that have not yet been started. There are opportunities that God has for, I don't care what the economy is. Listen, when I say that, it's not that I don't pray for our president and pray for our Congress and pray for our senators and pray for our governors. It's not that I don't, I'm not concerned in a way of, I do pray for them. Whoever's in office, Democrat or Republican, I pray for them. Because whether you like them or not, they are in the position of president. And you're an American if, you, if you're an American in this place and listening around. But as we sit here, most of us, if not all of us, are Americans sitting in this room. They are our president. Pray for them. Period. I don't like that, Pastor. You probably ain't like something else I've said, too. But... That's beside the point. I love you. Pray for your leaders. 
If you don't like them, vote against them the next time. But pray for them while they're in there. Not to pray for our president is like, well, I'm going to say it like my daddy would say. That's to cut your nose off to spite your face. And I know most of y'all don't understand that. But I don't care. That's what it's like. It's like, oh, I don't like this ladder that I'm on 30 feet in the air. Or I don't like the person that's holding this ladder. So I wish they'd just walk away. No, I still want them to do the best they can do even if I don't like that person. Why? Because my, my well-being stands on it. In this country today, the way our politi- uh, political scene is set up, we need to pray for our leaders. Period. Ephesians 2.10 For we are His workmanship. Faith gives us boldness to step into opportunities. With faith as our foundation, we can step out of our comfort zone, embrace new challenges, and fulfill our God-given purpose. God has a purpose for you to be on this earth. All the other stuff is just stuff we get to enjoy. I said all the other stuff is what we get to enjoy. Figure out what your purpose is. I've heard, I've heard women say, my purpose is to be a godly mother. Praise God. We need godly mothers. Other people I've heard say, my purpose is to run this corporation. Praise God for that. In the realm of God's purpose for your life, there's no good job and bad job. It is the fulfillment of what you've been placed on this earth to do. And some of us are sitting here today and don't believe we can. Faith paves the way into that place. You can. I said you can. By doing that, you will pave a way into the future that is filled with significance and impact. I don't know how many people have been saved through the ministry of High Praises Church. But it's not hard for me today to figure out that my purpose is to preach the good news and the gospel of Jesus Christ so people can get saved. So they can walk by faith and live an overcoming life. But my main goal is to see that they understand that they're loved no matter what. I understand that. And that's why when I'm playing country music, I still try my best to put a smile on my face and be the one on stage that makes people smile and laugh. Because wherever I am, I may not be in this pulpit all the time, but my purpose is still the same. And those guys that some of them I've just met this year even and play in different places around, they'll reach out to me and ask me to pray for different things. They'll ask me questions. Why? It's not because I go in toting a Bible. Matter of fact, I don't tell anybody I'm a preacher, not because I'm ashamed, but I'm not there to be a preacher. I'm there to be a piano player, a guitar player, whatever I'm hired to do that night. But it never fails when somebody will... will see, your gift will make place for you. And when I start playing and they like it, they want to know about me. And I'm able to say, what do you do for a living, Jack? I'm a preacher. Uh, Sometimes they go, 
what? Excuse me? And they want to know. But because of relationship first, I get to pray for them. I'm talking about me, but what about you? I'm using me for an example because I know my life. What about you? What are you doing in your purpose outside of your sphere? See, if you'll step out of the comfort zone and say, God, I'll be me. I'll be what you created me to be wherever I am. God will make a place for you. I have, I have been able to lead people to Jesus in the grocery store. Is it because, listen, I'm, when I'm not in the pulpit, I'm actually one of those guys that stands over in the corner and I don't, I don't, I don't insert myself in situations. But when people know who I am, they'll come up and they'll ask me to pray for them. And I have literally led someone to Christ at Walmart. Why? It's because I went in there going, Hi. I'm, I'm not one of those guys that stands out front with a sign and a microphone, okay? You're going to hell. Because I don't want people to go to hell. I want them to go to heaven. Amen? If Jesus Christ died because he wanted everybody to go to heaven, I'm with him. And that's my calling. So, I've got a statement that I almost, I almost put it out yesterday. When I wrote it down, I almost put it out on socials. But I, I thought, no, I'm going to wait. And I'm going to speak it first to High Praises Church. But this is, this is what the Lord told me. Faith is not merely a passive belief. But faith is a transformative force that shapes our lives and prepares us for our future. Faith is not a passive belief. Listen, don't, don't, don't go around ragging on people when they say this, but when, when someone says... What faith are you of? I know that is part of this world, and I know it's just a, you know, I'm of the Baptist faith and, and Methodist faith. That's all fine and dandy. I'm not throwing rocks other than you're my people, so I've got to tell you the truth. It's not a passive belief. It's not the title of a denomination. If they use it as such, okay, that's their business. But faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the ability to believe God even when it don't feel like things are happening the right way. And that, my friend, will pave a way for you to walk into your future. I've had opposition this, this year in my personal life that I've never thought I would have. That's okay. It ain't been okay. It's been hurtful. It's been, it's been painful. It's been confusing. But I'm here to tell you today, I ain't got a grudge against one person. I love everybody. And I know that because what God is doing in my personal life, I'm going to be able to continue on in my life and be able to do what God has placed me on this earth to do with great confidence. And I'm thankful for that. But I understand that faith is not some 
passive belief. But faith is a transformative source of power that shapes my life into what the Word of God says. And when I feel like I'm less than, and I feel like I'm not worthy, and I feel like somebody else could do it better, I have to go back to the Word of God and know that if I stay in my lane, ain't nobody can be me like me. And with God's power, I can be what He's called me to be. And you can too. Thank you so much for watching this sermon. We hope it encouraged you. Check out more of Apostle Jack's sermons to stay encouraged throughout the week. We also do live streams on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday night chapels at 6.30. We would love for you all to stay connected. So go like and follow all of our socials. Life is so beautiful with Jesus and community. So, so join, join the, the fam! fam.